Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Action Network HQ, Brett McMurphy joins us on 365 Sports, has been a go-to for us through uh, the last several years, and we appreciated, man, during realignment, he was money, too. He joins us today on 365 Sports. Brett, are uh, this Michigan and the allegations and the stories that are coming out, we see things in college athletics where, like, oh, my God, we clutched the pearls. We, like, this is the worst thing ever. In the end, do you have any idea how this might end up as far as what it <clears throat> might do to Michigan? You know, I don't. Uh, you know, I know there's there's so much stuff out there now. And look, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious they were going to extreme measures to steal signals, uh, be able to track signals, all that stuff. Okay, but when we cut through all that, uh, you know, you have some people on one side. If they hate Mitch, give them the death penalty. They should be banned from the playoffs. Well, guess what? That ain't gonna happen. The Big Ten is not going to let their cash cow be ruled ineligible because some kid, some coach is out there stealing play. So that ain't going to happen. Sorry, Michigan haters. Um, but it it is a rule that was broken. But we know how quickly the NCA doesn't move. They move as quick as a glacier. So I really think, look, David, I really think that nothing's going to happen this year to, that will impact this year's team as far as any on-the-field penalties. And as quickly as the NCAA doesn't move, you know, I've said this before, I think by the time the NCAA rules on this, Harbaugh will be in his second season coaching the Bears. Uh, I don't think anything's going to happen. Um, you know, it's yes, it's yes, it's bad, but again, when you get down to it, what the rules that were broken, there really aren't even penalties for that. Um, and, and one person brought up a good point, you know, the WikiLeaks that happened with uh, Wake Forest, where you had a guy literally stealing, you know, playbooks and plays. And I mean, that, that was, I think, probably worse than this, um, because basically everybody steals signs, maybe not to this extreme or goes to this level of espionage and all this other uh, stuff, which makes great content for you guys and everybody else. But. Yeah, bottom line is I, I don't think anything happens to him this year. I think I think I'm surprised Harbaugh's lasted this long at Michigan. I always thought he would go back to the NFL. Now he's got a perfect shot. And look, if Michigan was lacking motivation, boy, they got it now. I mean, there's that's against the world. You know, they're going to take all this, and you know that's why Vegas right now has them the favorite to win the 
the national title. Yeah, well, I mean, what could be better for him? I mean, again, nothing's going to happen to him. Like, if you say, well, this is against the rules, well, A, what's the NCAA going to do to him? He could Pete Carroll his way into the NFL uh, and and be with the Bears or, or, or the Raiders or somebody, but probably the Bears. And then, um, you know, Michigan gets hit a couple years later. And then by then, they probably already made rule changes about, you know, radios and helmets and things <laughs> like that that yeah. take sign stealing out of it, right? Yeah, they, you know, we're going to vacate some wins. We're going to take a banner down, whatever. I mean, you know, look, everyone wants to get outraged. Everybody wants, you know, somebody to, you know, get their head chopped off. But, uh, you know, it, I, I go back to point number one. It's the NCAA. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Brett McMurphy with us, Action HQ, with us on Sikkim 365 Radio, 365 Sports. What are your thoughts about – the end game with Oregon State, Washington State. There was news that kind of came down a little bit about today, and God knows who has a vote, who doesn't have a vote, what's going to happen. Do you have at least the inside sources that you have any idea how that ends? I'm asking you about a couple of endings that we don't know about. Yeah, look, you know, look, I, I don't know how this is going to end, and I've talked to people that are involved with college football playoff about going forward with the 12-team model. Um, next year, and they don't know. They're, they're they are waiting to see how this thing is resolved, and nobody knows 100% how it will be resolved. And obviously, Oregon State and Washington State believe that they deserve a an automatic their conference, whatever that is, deserves an automatic bid for the college football playoff in 2024 and 2025. The last two years of this current 12-year deal. Obviously, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, has come out publicly and said, look, you know, we've had conferences and now we're basically down to four, so we need to revisit this. The fact that Sankey's out ahead of this and he's very public with it, I don't think they're going to get that, you know, power um, automatic designation that they so dearly want. And it's really – it's not even – it's not really even having that automatic because it's going to go by conference champs. They'll just lop one of the conference champs off and add in a large bid. It's not the it's not the conference champ designation. It's the money part. Surprise, surprise. We're talking about money in college athletics. The power conferences right now get the biggest pieces of the pie of the college football playoff revenue, and the group of five get a minuscule amount. In fact, that's what today Army announced officially they're going to going to the American. Why are they going to the American? Because they will make more money as a member of the American conference from the college football playoff, whether they go 12-0 and or 0-12, than they made as an independent from the college football playoff. They made, I don't, this is a couple of years ago. I don't know if it's up to date or not, so I apologize. But basically they made like 100000 200000 from the college football playoff, you've got teams making millions of dollars from the college football playoff. Just the revenue from the, the media rights deal. That is not teams that go to the playoff. This is just basically being in a Power 5 conference. Oh, here's your check. Uh, have a great day. So um, ultimately, money's going to determine what happens with them. You know, it gets tricky because, you know, they'd like to kind of merge with the Mountain West, but they're, be very honest, they're not thrilled with uh, you know, probably half of the Mountain West. You can figure out which half. Um, and would love to take half of them, but then the, the, the have-nots, if you will, the Mountain West, they're not going to vote to allow the have to go to another conference. 
unless, hey, you want to go, then okay, you're going to pay these huge exit fees. And then the teams that are want to join us, Pac-12, are like, wait, we don't want to, we don't want to pay an exit fee. We'll have the, we'll have the Oregon State and Washington State come join us. So yeah, it's, it's tricky. It depends on who you talk to, whether you talk to Oregon State, Washington State, whether you talk to the top six from the Mountain West, or whether you talk to the bottom six from the Mountain West. But something's got to get done <laughs> at some point because Oregon State and Washington State's got to find. Find uh, I guess they can play each other six times or something home and home to get to twelve games because they're going to have to fill out a schedule at some point next year. Brett, uh, when it comes uh, going back to uh, Army for just a second, why would the Navy game be a non-conference if they're joining the conference? Because they ha- they get <laughs> like just put put me on a repeat because of money. Okay. Um, they get a <laughs> they he get a huge TV deal from CBS to play that game every the second Saturday in December every year. Gotcha. So you can't have that be a conference game when the conference championship game is the week before. So basically, Army and Navy will never play as conference members unless there's a, some kind of scenario where Army and Navy actually finish first and second in the American. Then they would play the first Saturday in December in the AAC championship game and then the following week, they would play each other again, that sounds weird, in a non-conference game in their usual uh, time slot. So, <laughs> I, look, they're not going to ever finish first and second in the American. I think that's a pipe dream. They, I think they probably realize it, too. Um, but that's, that game is such, such a big deal to them. That's why, um, you know, they've tried to, um, you know, get, get bowls to kind of make exceptions for them. To, to accept them without playing that game, even though they're not quite, even though they don't get six wins. And, um, you know, there was a time a few years ago where there were people within college football were like, hey, we're going to put Army and Navy to the screws and say, look, if you want to get into a bowl game, you've got to win six games. And if you don't like it, you're going to have to move this game. Well, yeah, I guess, guess how well that went when you try to go up against Army and Navy and they get politicians involved. So that's basically um, why we, you know, Army and Navy will play a non-conference second Saturday in December. And, hey, I'm pulling for them. I'd love to see them have to play back-to-back seasons. And what if, for, you know, what if some bizarro world, um, you know, the winner of Army-Navy would get into the playoffs? Then they would literally – they would have to play the first Saturday in the conference championship. They would have to play the next Saturday Army-Navy non-conference game. Then they have to play the next week, the first week of the playoffs. So mm. that would be quite a stretch. What do you think is happening? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Brett, um, to the Pac-12 situation, or the Pac-2, is their best hope that they can get ruled that the Pac-12 is still the Pac-12 and everybody, no matter who's in it, and that because they, agree, they agreed to that years ago, that they're still an automatic qualifier and hope that they have some kind of legal leg to stand on, or is that just a big shot in the dark? Well, they uh, and again, it's not it's not the automatic qualifier because there are no automatic yeah. qualifiers. But it is the it is the getting the revenue as a power league from the college football playoff. You know, they have they have no issue with if they're whatever conference makeup that it is. If they're not one of the top five conferences, then they would not get a automatic bid for the playoff. So I don't think they're saying that they deserve an automatic bid no matter where they finish as a conference champ. And what they are fighting for is the money. And again, 
Sankey's been out front on this. Uh, I think Brett Yormark has talked about it as well. You know, look, it's it's not Oregon State and Washington State's fault, but nobody in their right mind can say a conference that lost 10 of their 12 members still deserves the same amount of revenue that you've had the previous nine years when you had 12 members. I mean, that's common sense. But common sense doesn't usually mean much in college football. So the lawyers are getting involved and fighting this out, and we'll have to see what happens. The other thing that makes this tricky, guys, is any changes to the revenue sharing and and all that minutia, it has to be unanimous in this 12-year deal. It has to be unanimous. So you're thinking right there, well, there's no way Oregon State or Washington State would approve any any kind of change. That's true. But – if the other, if the power four tells them, okay, if you're going to hold it, hold it, put the screws to it, you know, these last couple of years, then by God, when we go to the new format, it's going to be worth even more money. You know, paybacks are a bit. So they'll never say that publicly, but that's kind of what's in play there. So that's why, yeah, I mean, you guys ask great questions. Look, I, you know me. I tell you what I know. Yep. I have no clue how this thing's going to end up, and I don't think anybody—I don't think anybody can honestly say they know 100 percent either. Everyone's just waiting for the dust to settle and for the lawyers to decide what's going to happen. What's going to happen? And the Pac-12 still still going through. You know, are they are they a conference who can vote on the board? Who can you know, all, you know, Klyovkov's you know being depositioned and I so. Yeah, it's uh, fun times out west. And where it sucks is top 16 out of any league in the country, Pac-12 is better than anybody right now. Absolutely, but yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody's looking at that because it's such a, such a, you know, you know what show out there. Yeah, it is. It's a dumpster fire in what you said show. Hey, Brett, thank you very much. There's always so many things we could talk about. Appreciate your access when we get it, and availability. And have a great week. Hey, you got it. I love that commercial playing before I came on, deep in the heart of Texas. Brought me back to my, my days covering high schools in Odessa, man. <laughs> you have to play that for me every time. Did you <laughs> did you cover then the Permian-Odessa game, the, the great rivalry of the Midland Lee and all that? Come on. <laughs> You're killing me. Dude. Yep. This is how ancient I, this is how ancient I am. I covered those guys as sophomores. We got a job in Tampa. Buzz Bissinger came in the next year and did Friday Night Lights. Oh, all my all my buddies give me give me grief. They say they go. I guarantee you, you were at some country bar drinking dollar cronies and said, "Hey, I got a great idea for a book." I call Friday Night Lights. Oh, screw it, give me another Corona. Somebody overheard me and stole my idea the next year. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you still are famous for what you do covering college football, my man. Thanks for your time, Brett. Have a great night. <laughs> this has been a Rogue Media Network production. Wait, wait, wait.